Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Second time now I've missed my cue. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Unqualified Therapist. <laughs> Emphasis on, on unqualified. unqualified. I mean, we are kind of unqualified humans at this point. <laughs> for sure. That is like, what I was gonna say. For sure. For sure. Yes. We just spent the last hour listing all the ways that we are unqualified <laughs> humans. <laughs> Uh, oh my god at least we can laugh about it right now because i was not feeling very laughy no no neither was i i think i came in and put my head down you did you did and i was like i I don't oh boy folks it's december yeah what the hell it's just hard it's hard on a million levels even if you are mentally well oh my god without grief and illness Mm. it's still hard it's still hard yeah so it's just a rough one there's a lot of expectations a lot of feelings a lot of emotions everything so yeah here we are we um we have some tea to spill Ooh. yeah you guys are gonna get some extra bullshit at the beginning of this episode. and then I said it's our Christmas gift to them and she was like is it is it though <laughs> listen we haven't chatted it up in a while and uh you know I feel like doing it today. I know. There's so much. show. We can do what we want. Exactly. There's so much to talk about. Like, it's just nothing of true importance. And it's going to be all over the board um, in terms of levity versus, like, fucking just terrible sadness. (laughs) Wretched. Why are we laughing? Because it's what we do. It's wretched, terrible (laughs) sadness. That's how I would ex- that's how I would explain um me. <laughs> um speaking of uh, retching. So I am I will just begin with one of those terrible things and then we'll get into some more funny things. I um Okay, so you're probably also tired of me talking about writing this damn book, but I don't know how many of you've written a book before. But it is you know, everyone would write a book, I guess. If it was easy. Yeah, exactly. It's 
just horrible and torturous and it's taking me to places that I just didn't expect. And so lately, the fun thing has been that my body has decided to just um, become ill over all of the emotions. So we tell you all the time and I truly believe it because I'm living it right now, but trauma lives in your body. Yeah. So last week it was uh, the full on aches in terms of like I was like, oh God, it's COVID or it's the flu, or I really, really felt sick. I was taking baths and drink or, and like taking all of the um, Advil over, definitely way over what you're supposed to take, <laughs> um, trying to fix the situation. And then this week, um, yesterday, <laughs> we were about to go to Lily's choir concert and I had been writing all day. And again, it's not in the moment. It's like residual so it's like later yeah and it was about 20 minutes before we were leaving and I was like oh my god and I ran to the bathroom and just like threw up Mm. like like it was like just threw up for no reason I mean other than the fact that I just think that that the the memories and the going back there is can physically make you ill absolutely and you're about to go to Lily's concert which is a family thing yeah and you know scott's like biggest thing was yeah i mean he just theaters and concert like theater and concerts and choir and and music and and then family and his daughter on top of like all of that compounded you're absolutely right and that is it's just the complicated emotions and the triggers um yeah, because the last time I had gone to a concert at the high school for Lily was a violin concert, I believe. And this was right after um, Scott had left for treatment over out mm. west. And I remember driving home and this that's not even true. It was after his treatment, but he was still out west. And yeah. I remember driving home and Lily getting upset and asking if her dad's proud of her. Mm. And, um, and he ended up dying three days later. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, there's a lot, right? A lot bound up in that. And with anything for me, I, um, (laughs) or life just hands it to me. There is just this very weird twisted sense of humor that goes along with all of my, um, sadness. So, and again, it's complicated because... There are times when I, Mike behaves in such a way that Lily and I are like, what the actual hell? It is Scott to a T in his best moments, right? Uh-huh. And I was upset about it, and my and my therapist was like, why are you upset? Like, Mike doesn't have a mental illness. Yeah. So you it's get the best okay. Parts. It's okay. You know, yeah. like, you're not saying anything wrong about Scott. It's just that sometimes I'm, like, almost in, in shock, and it feels like I'm in another place. Okay, so... I will add in some humor to this. So um, there's something about choir concerts in Western Pennsylvania that tend to, like Lily said, she was like, mom, she was like, the papers were all torn and like ratty and like yellowed. So clearly this concert has been performed (laughs) since 1925. Um, and, and it showed. It showed. Oh, I can't wait. Oh. It showed. Okay. And I, I now mind you, I've just thrown up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so you're already feeling I'm fantastic. Already feeling fantastic. And Avery's on my lap, like bouncing around like a crazy person because he can't sit still and he can't, the 
the little chair it flies up every time he sits <laughs> on it in the auditorium oh so he's so little and mike was in charge of the videoing so okay so i'm sitting there and i'm like she didn't tell me much about it she did like make some snarky comments but i was like this is weird anyways it was like christmas around the world right so we're okay. gonna hit every country we're gonna do things that are i couldn't tell if we were honoring them or if we were like appropriating appropriating okay exactly and i was <laughs> like i don't know how i feel about this okay um maybe in 1925 it was definitely honoring <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. I am really sad I missed this. I feel like I should have gone. You should have. (laughs) Now, mind you, it seemed as though everyone else in the audience, this is how much, no matter who I'm with, and I have to be with people who don't fit in. We do not fit in in this culture of of suburban Pennsylvania. (laughs) So we're sitting there and I'm like... There's a lot of people here who find this to be enjoyable and perfect. Yes. And I'm like, this is weird. Okay. So I'm like, all right, whatever. She gets her lines correct. And I'm so grateful. And okay, phew. So she goes back. The last song she didn't prepare me for. So they sing all about, you know, uh, Christmas in China and Mexico and um, Hanukkah and, you know, all of these things. Okay. And then the last two songs are about the USA. Oh boy. So the last song is called, I just hit the mic. Hopefully you guys didn't hear that. Um, the last song is called December in the USA. And it's about basically how it's the best of all. <laughs> like, of course we're the best. Right. And there's this like choreography that Lily nails, but I know she's dying in her head. Cause there's like a salute in it and like some oh, real no. cheesy, yeah. like hand jive thing. And I mean, it's like, <laughs> she's selling it. It's fantastic. So I'm going to play for you a little bit of the musical, and okay. then you are going to, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play a little bit of the musical. So here we go. Let's see if we can make this work. Okay. Okay, so did you hear the chanting? U.S.A. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So now they're going to get up and they're going to say, you know, they did so good. They had one practice and I even wrote the time down. Here we go. Um, Someone in the back of the audience is going to yell for his child, Macy, like, go, Macy. Okay. Okay, so here we go. You guys, that's my boyfriend, Mike. <laughs> and if there was ev- ever, ever something that Scott would have done, it was, it was that. that. And it was the most beautiful. Like, I wanted to cry for all <laughs> of the reasons. I was like, I'm just making love my family. Even <laughs> you know, it was just so, so perfect. And um, there's a dad that's like, go, Macy. And Mike's like, you are Now, mind you, the whole audience is like, yeah. <laughs> I am crying because I'm laughing and because I'm like, we are so abnormal and I love it. And um, so anyways, he has to go pick us up 
because Lily's taking pictures with her friends. Yeah, yeah. And so he comes back to pick us up with the windows down. Avery's in the backseat bobbing his head with some like Rocky theme song of USA. Oh my God. <laughs> was it born in the, was it born No, in it was USA. like, I don't know. That would have been good too. But <laughs> it was something completely ridiculous. And I probably would have said that's what it was. But um, he listens to this and he would know I was lying and I don't lie. So I don't know what the song was, but it was completely about the U- USA. And so, um, and Avery's bobbing his head and Lily and I are like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. 50% utterly embarrassed because there's tons of people everywhere. Yeah, and 50% yeah. like, I fucking love this man. Yes. Yes. So, you know, that was, um, there was a lot of <laughs> up and down in the emotion world last night, but <laughs> So that was my um, adventures <laughs> at the suburban high school of yes oh con- choir gosh. concert from 1925. Can we can we please can we please update these things, folks? Please, the internet has free resources. Well, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful. It was lovely. They did a great job. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, my face hurts from laughing. Okay, wait. Did I? Was it as good as I had sold it to you before? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, because I was like, sometimes I think things are funny, and then no. And knowing Mike, like, oh my gosh, it's just very. He was just in like rare, perfect, amazing form last night for all that I needed. Oh, that's that's so amazing. It really is. That makes me happy. Yeah, makes me happy for you. Yeah, he, yes. Well, there's mm-hmm. somebody that is not so for the USA. Oh, yes. And that, Take us there, Sarah. My gosh. Guys, have you, are you familiar with Brian Williams? He has been an NBC correspondent for like 30 years. Yeah, I think ish. that's what he said. And he had a show on NBC called The 11th Hour. And he decided, I guess, about a month ago that he was, when his contract was up, he was done. He was going to retire. He was, he was out. Um, and he went out with a bang. His exit on the 11th hour was something to talk it, about. It really was. And here's what's odd to me, too, is that no one's really talking about it, which makes me a little bit even more suspicious. <laughs> something he's upset about something in particular, I think. But I don't I don't want to speculate on exactly what Sounds that is like a big particular, like an overarching. Right. He and knows so something. I mean, I don't know if. If he's upset about just, if he's upset about the extremists on both sides, I have no I, idea. That's it kind sounds, of what it sounded. It like. sounds like that, but it also sounds like some shady ass shit is happening inside that we don't know about. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, sure. I don't want to sound like you know a conspiracy theorist, but he he. Go listen to it. First of all, you can find the full YouTube on online. Just search Brian Williams sign off. But um. I only write down the one part that I could catch. It said darkness on the edge of town has spread. Mm-hmm. And he was basically like, it's spread to your local bars. It's yeah. spread to here. It's spread here in your homes. Yeah. And, um, and, and he ends that by saying it must be acknowledged and answered for. He says that he says they're trying to burn it all down with us inside. Yeah. What the hell people? <laughs> he said, truth is I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm an institutionalist. I believe in this place in my country. I believe in this place and in my love of country, I yield to no one. 
And then this part mm-hmm. that you talked about, but the darkness on the edge of town has spread to the main roads and highways and neighborhoods. It's now at the local bar and the bowling alley, at the school board and the grocery store, and it must be acknowledged and answered for. Um, he uh, criticized um, elected officials, saying yeah. they swore an oath to our Constitution, um, but he believes that they've decided to join the mob and become something they are not while hoping we somehow forget who they were. <laughs> that really, really kind of freaks me out. Yeah, I mean, it's a very honest. loaded thing to it's say. It's a loaded thing to say from someone who has been been very neutral his entire life. Yeah. So I kind of trust him. Yeah, and he says another quote from this sign-off. <clears throat> They've decided to burn it all down with us inside. That should scare you to no end, as much as it scares an aging volunteer fireman. I, I I don't know. If anyone has any insight or speculation or maybe even actual facts, that I would be interested in that because um, I'm curious. I'm really curious and a little bit um, distraught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it could just be the things that are right in front of our face that sure. we know about. But he can't say like right specifically. Who knows? Anyway. Anyway, that was um, that, <laughs> that was a real holy crap in the news then um i also listened to a daily which is put on by the new york times the podcast the daily the podcast the daily love it so it's it's a place that i get a little bit of 20 minutes of news Mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll do longer stories and the one that shook me to my core this week for so many reasons one that you know I have such a passion for children and teenagers and specifically like middle school students in that time of like just turmoil as well as the fact of suicide awareness um it just shocked me anyways they they basically uncovered and discussed a website where it basically helps you go through with your suicide plans right and it outed the two people who started it and it discussed basically like how you'll blog you'll live stream not really live stream but live type your last you know few hours on earth and this new way that people are doing it to um be sure that it actually works right so that you don't make the mistakes that will keep you alive yeah. And and they're trying to say it's like a place of no judgment. It's a place of free speech. And I guess my question to that is like, where do you draw that line? Right. Um, yeah, sure. We are all inclined to do how whatever we want in terms of life and death for ourselves. But it it saddens my heart because I feel like some of these people could have been saved had they spoken to the right people instead of being encouraged and you you become very like quasi famous on there mm. when you do follow through and finish it I that's awful yeah did you listen i didn't listen to it but i was reading some of the the, the um show notes yeah. and some of the links that they had in there yeah. and there was something on there talking about how 
there were dozens of provable, traceable back to this site, completed suicides. Yes. Specifically from, you know, knowing that they came from, it's actually, they were able to identify 45 people. But they think they can speculate as much as 500. But they can only do 45, Mm -hmm. uh, like they can prove 45. And several of those were minors. Yes. And I don't know. Life is just so, so, so hard and so complicated that if I didn't have someone in my life, and I have a variety of people who do this, who just like remind me like either give yourself grace, take a break. Um, yeah. You know, have you, who have you talked to? It's going to not, it's going to be okay, but, um, I'm here or I don't know. You know, I, I do think there have been times where I've been desperate enough that if like the, someone in my life would have said like, okay, it's going to be okay. Maybe that is the best thing to do. I feel like lots of us could be swayed. To, yeah. If you're in that place, I get free speech, but we can't, they will not take it down. And other countries have, but Amer- in the United States, we have, it's still open and available. It's hard to find. I did try to look for it. I couldn't find it though. So at least there's that. But then they, they did talk to some professionals to make sure that this wasn't going to make it so that more people found it and, and you know, died by it. To me, it was then a conversation to have with my daughter because I was like, hey, I listened to this thing today about this website. Have you heard about it on TikTok mm-hmm. or with your friends or anything like that? Right. Because I think that there's this misconception that talking about suicide, just like talking about sex, is going to like make your kids do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Really, it's the not talking about it. 100%. And and so I think what scares me the most about this is that there are sites like that out there. Um, there are people who... Do you remember the girl, um, Michelle Carter, who in text messages convinced her boyfriend yes she went to jail to, didn't she? she did she went to jail for she was convicted of manslaughter yes. because she encouraged him to commit yeah. suicide to die by a suicide she see i have to I'm constantly correcting my I language really, i still. really feel like that's good though because i think people need to understand give yourself grace yeah yeah um but she was released from jail Oh, this was so there was an article that came out on CBS News. Um, this was on January 23rd, 2020. So she was released from jail. She served 15 months, but she was released about three months early. Um, but she sent him text me- messages. I mean, I watched a dateline on it and mm-hmm. they put up the actual text, yeah, I- bes- bes- you know, between the two of them. And, and she he was he had gotten out of the car at one point because the way that he had died is he put the hose from the exhaust mm-hmm. in his truck and put it in the window and shut the window. And there were, I think, more than once he got out of the and car. And she said, no, get back get in. Back this is in. what you want to do. Exactly. And something to the effect of, like, you've been talking about it. Just do it. And, oh, here's one quote. Just do it, babe. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it's it's terrifying to me to know that because how influential exactly people are on especially young people 
And I know that I have, I have been in that state of mind and that if my, if Randy said to me, just do it, babe, I would have done it. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, just to clarify, he would never. <laughs> no, no. I, I, you know, I guess, I guess a bigger question is, is that freedom of speech or is this something that probably should not be allowed? You know, I don't know. Right. I don't like that slippery slope. No. But at the same time, I really, really, really hope that people can talk about it. Do what you can. Like, what can you control, right? So mm -hmm. as a friend, as a parent, as an adult other people I don't know whatever talk about it yeah because I also think if you outed it and somebody had seen it then they were like oh what oh right you know right. um the secret part of it is also attractive yeah, yeah. so that's kind Ooh. of what, that's kind of what we say about everything right yeah it talk is about it bring light to it bring light to it it takes it out of that secretive scary place yeah and then, you know, we can normalize having these thoughts, but also in another sense, normalize being able to have someone talk you down from them or, or yeah. to help you come out of it without you being ashamed to have to do it. So it's like, we, we need to remove it, remove that stigma, which that's what we're here for. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So my last bit is not um, like let's let's go with some of yours. I I'm really also I'm excited to hear your stories. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. So, so, so transitioning we, so here, we're gonna transition into something a little bit more light, and uh, maybe I don't really know. I don't know anything about these, but I will say that when Scott used to drive for Lyft, this was my favorite part of the day. <laughs> I freaking uh, love these stories. Yes. So we're going to have a, I think a new little segment if it's, if, you know, I have some stories from that week, but I've been driving for Lyft for actually a few years, a couple years. Um, I took a long, long break when COVID hit, um, but I am now back to doing it. I drive safely. I have my mask on. I have the windows cracked, fresh air flowing through, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, and I'm fully vaxxed. Just wanted to put that out there so that there's no judgments. Anyways, um, judge away if you want to. Because we don't care. We don't care. But I drive for Lyft and I have been back at it for a few months now. And I have to say, so like, there are just some really great people out there. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's, start, let's start there. So I, I will say that 99.9% .9 of the people that I get in my car are interesting um and it's not a negative experience are you just saying that for the pod or is i'm that legit? not just saying that for the pod that okay, is legit okay. all right um and then there's that that's, like that's good one customer oh, every yeah. like one ride every 50 to 100 rides that's like okay i could have done without that <laughs> so the uh, these these people that are in this world, this is what reminds me where I'm like, we are all so very, very different. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. And it's just, it's a good feeling. And at the end of the day, I'm exhausted because that's a lot of energy in and mm -hmm. out of the car. Um, it's a lot of personalities. And, but what I will say is that for the most part, people just like to sit quietly and I let them do that. And I just have the radio on and mm -hmm. people just chill. But there are um, always interesting characters. And some of those characters are interesting in that, like, 
wow, that person was really fucking interesting. Yeah. Um, in like that cool way. And then there are some people where they get out of the car and I'm like, that person was really fucking interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and not cool. And like, uh, what in the hell was that? Um, so I get to meet some really cool people. So in the past week, I've picked somebody up from um, the studio who was recording like a rap album. Whoa. He has like almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. Um, I picked somebody up who works at the um, arcade theater downtown, and it made me think of Scott so much the whole ride. Yeah. Um, he kind of even like physically resembled yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it was just like this really cool weird thing yeah um but he had this just very like gregarious like personality and it was he was a lot of fun but he got out of the car and I was exhausted yeah um, <laughs> well. but just like so what he does for a living is like he, they, it's an improv theater in Pittsburgh downtown and um he does the lighting so it's called like improvisational lighting because oh. he doesn't know what they're going to need because they don't know what they're going to need. That's fantastic. So, like, he has to, like, mm -hmm. improv, like, lighting mm -hmm. cues and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was really, I was like, that's a really interesting job. Yeah. So you just get all these, like, real interesting characters. And um, so one of my last rides a couple days ago, actually, it was my last ride for the night. I was Because I was like, I got I got to sign off. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> um, so I pull up, and it's an apartment complex. And I... I there's these three gentlemen, and they're probably at the most 22, maybe. So there's these three young guys, and there's about 10 garbage bags with them. Oh, no. So I pull up, and I'm like, what, what? in the actual fuck is happening right now? And you're like, you're a little like, uh, my favorite murder brain's like, exactly. cut up bodies, cut up bodies. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, am I going to be charged with like assisting <laughs> after the fact oh or whatever gosh. it's called? Accessory after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So I'm like, yep, I'm a part of a murder now. That's it. That's I'm going to be on Dateline. They'll be like, yes. And I was their Lyft driver and I thought it was suspicious when I pulled up and there were 10 <laughs> garbage bags, but I loaded them into my trunk anyways and, and helped them into the car. <laughs> And Meg's going to be like, Sarah, you know better. You know better. I have taught you better to be way more suspicious than that. Yes. <laughs> so I get out and I help these lovely kids Did load you their dead bodies into the car. Was in them? No, because as I'm lifting it, it is clear that it's not dead bodies. It's like clothes and like stuff. So then I'm like, this might be their moving. Bags. Yes. So I'm like, all right. OK, I think we've got a little Tommy boy uh, thing going on here. I think this is his luggage. <laughs> <laughs> like when he gets you, he's picking him up from the airport. There's just a garbage bag. And he's like, oh, that's got to be you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, they get in. And the uh, one, there's three of them. Two of them get into the back, and the, the third gentleman is probably like six five, like three hundred <laughs> pounds, and he like leans down, like bending almost all the way down to the floor to look in the window and say to me, "Is it okay if I sit in the front?" And I was like, "Of course it is, hun," because <laughs> I'm like, "There is no way that guy is sitting in the back of my little tiny Kia Forte." So he crams himself into oh, the front God. seat and I'm like, you could put the seat back. And I look back and his friend is like shoved because they're all so tall. Yeah. Because I feel like they, men are, boys are well, just they like. they should have gotten the XL or I whatever. Guess. I was like, you got a Kia Forte, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the other guy's knees are like in his chin. I'm like, oh, you can't move your seat back. I'm like, okay. So 
And he's sitting so with a computer a tower. Car. Yes. He's sitting with a computer tower mm. on his lap. So it's a clown car. He's like bent over. <laughs> he can't even like fasten the seatbelt around him because oh of the computer gosh. tower and how tall he is. So he fastens it behind him because it won't stop dinging. And then they start talking and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I'm going to get the story because this is what happens when there's more than one in the oh, car. Oh yeah, you get the story. I get the story. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Ooh, she's going to be so mad when she gets home. Oh, she's going to be so mad when she gets home. He's like, well, she shouldn't have played me like that. She was lying to people and she was lying to me. And then (laughs) I heard the lies. So she's going to find out when she gets home. And I was like, oh, dear God, he is leaving his girlfriend. Yes, he is. So I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. So (laughs) uh, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get to find out the lies. Didn't get to find out the lies, unfortunately. Um. So they're they're going on and on about the story, and he's like, she is in for a surprise because she's going to get fines. She's going to get fined by this like place and this place and that place. And I was like, dear God, what in the world did this poor girl do? Or what did you do? Or what, what is happening? So um, I didn't know who to root for, you know, so I'm yeah. just listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, so he, he's talking about that, and, and, and they're like doing their little chit-chat. And then he just turns to me. He goes, so, you watch any anime? (laughs) (laughs) What? And I was like, anime? What? Like, and he's like, like the Japanese cartoons, anime. And I was like, can't say that I do. Not that that there's anything wrong with that. I just have never watched it. He's like, well, what do you like to watch? And I was like, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of TV. I stream stuff. I was like. Oh, I watch a lot of Dateline. I watch yeah. a lot of true crime and the comedies and anything that makes me laugh. Oh, well, then you will love anime. <laughs> so he goes on. And this is a 20 minute ride. And so for the next like 19 minutes, he is talking to me and like recounting all of these anime oh. episodes. And he's like naming all of these characters oh and he's gosh. like you need to watch the Bakugan I'm like oh, no, wait what? no 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 <laughs> you're like this is not what I wanted I want to know the juice yes and so he says something like you know and and, and so I, I said how did you get into all this and he's like oh well one of my friends made me sit down and watch it and so I like point to the two in the back I'm like is one of these guys and I'm thinking that these guys are back there like you know shaking their heads you know kind of like oh here he goes again yeah, yeah. you know talking about anime um and he's like and guy's like, oh, no, I don't watch cartoons. And he's like, dude, it's not cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, that would have been me. Dude, so like the, I do not watch cartoons. Did you think of me when he said that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then the other kid is like, oh, no, I watch it, too. And then he's right. You need to, you definitely need to check out this one and then this one. And he's like, but this one's a little bit inappropriate. I don't think you should watch that one. And I was like, okay, all right. And then I pull up and... And where do and you take them? Just, I'll tell you where. And, and okay. um, but in Pittsburgh, there's the there are neighborhoods where the houses are like up hills. Yes. So like the entire line of houses are at the top of a hill, and then there's this like twenty step staircase that to goes up, up to each to front, front door. door. And so these neighborhoods, I pull up and I'm always like, oh shit, man, I feel bad for yeah. people who live there. Yeah. Also, why do you live exactly? Here? And so they. I'm out there helping them unload their like 15 garbage bags that they're going to have to carry up these steps. I was like, oh, good luck, guys. And he's like, oh, yeah. And my sister said that 
we ain't touching nothing on the second floor, so we got to go all the way up to the third floor with it, too. So they had to go up those steps in the front and then go all the way up to the third floor of the house. And I just... I felt, I felt for them. So he's moving in with his sister. So he's moving in with his sister. Yep. So I never got the, the dirt though. I don't know what happened. Oh my gosh. What a story. I know. But these are the, these are the interesting rides I These are the I get kind of have. people that you need to take your pop. I, okay. Listen, I've done it. I've used my popple for people who are like, you know, cause you get to chatting with some yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I like, I had a guy who I picked up at a, like, vocational school and I was like what are you going to school for and he's like HVAC and I was like that's cool I need somebody to do my HVAC mm-hmm. system so I could you know we poppled so we could have so I didn't yeah. have to give him my like phone number and whatever yeah. my personal information and then we can contact each other um so that I can he's like I'll give you a good deal no I think <laughs> that you should popple like the rapper I want him on the show yeah I I can i he sat there and waited for me to find him on Instagram. So I've got him. I follow him on Instagram so we can reach out and have him on. Cause I got to tell you, so that ride was from downtown Pittsburgh out to Rochester PA, which is like 45 minutes. So I had a long time. You sure did. <laughs> to talk with him. And he was one of those people that is able to integrate positivity into life without it being like that toxic positivity. Yeah. yeah. So he just was like everything that, and we talked the whole time. There wasn't like any kind of silence or like awkward pauses or anything. And those were some great rides too. Yeah. And it was just this like easy conversation where he was just this like beautiful person, you know, and where you drop him off. And I was like, wow, like that gives me faith in humanity. Sure. That makes me feel good about. It's so weird because I like felt that even just with your little tiny part of the story. And I was like, I hope that we're interviewing the rapper. (laughs) Yeah, he was I just love meeting a really new people like that. I like so here's what I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this um Sarah does the um like the the screening and then I only get to meet the, the fucking coolest yes, people. From from my lift rides. Yes, exactly. We'll have a new segment. Oh my god. A lift segment where we interview Sarah people from the lift rides. Them. That would be great, actually. Yeah, it really would. But oh, oh my gosh, like oh, I, I like was, that. I like that story. That was great. Um, yeah. Do you watch anime? <laughs> oh, man. Cartoons are dumb. I know. Oh, my God. He got so mad. It's not cartoons. <laughs> listen. Listen. I've gotten to some fierce arguments with people over cartoons. Like, they believe in their cartoons. Yes. Yeah. Something fierce. Yeah. And I just can't. I can't watch any of it. Yeah. I mean, I used to watch South Park and I used to watch Simpsons, like, in the 90s and the early 2000s. Okay. But I haven't really watched it since. I mean, I watched cartoons as a child. I'm trying to even think if I did as a child. I don't think I did. Speaking of. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Yeah. We celebrate Christmas, the two of us. That's sure do. Yeah. Um, Whatever you celebrate, happy holidays to you. Uh, We were talking about. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. celebrate the United you know States when, of America. You know what I love when sometimes I do these sort of things is people in other countries are probably like, I knew it. Those aren't stereotypes. Those are actual realities about yes, Americans. about Americans. Yes, exactly. Those stereotypes came from somewhere. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. So we, we do have, uh, we have listeners in over 30 countries. Yes. So we love you guys. Love. It's so cool. I think that we have these listeners around the world. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And I think that speaks to the fact that mental health in is such a um, universal thing. Sure. And a universal 
issue right now sure. with the stigmas and everything. But anyways, getting back to the United States. <laughs> but as a child, since we, you know, do Christmas and, and along with Christmas comes Santa Claus. How did, did you believe in Santa Claus? Yeah, for a hot minute. Um, so, and we're not going to get into our thoughts on it and as parenting, how we feel about Santa, because I feel like that's real touchy. It is a touchy thing. And I think everybody's so different. So different. And I definitely am very strong in my views on that. So here we are. Let's just talk about me as a child. So <laughs> Santa was a, like, you know, part of it all. My parents took me to see Santa every year, get pictures, all of these things. Um, and you know, memories when you're younger are very few and far between, but there are certain ones that yeah. are very clear. And right, so this right. one is so, so clear. And I never quite remember my age. It was not that old. Um, I want to say like maybe nine or 10. Yeah. Maybe if that. So my mom worked at a nut, the Nutcracker um, kiosk. She managed it in the yeah. mall, which from my understanding as a child that she needed to work then at a certain time. And because we had 17 other obligations of people's places to visit, right. We had to do like, as if Santa came like at a different time. Ah, okay. okay. So like, I remember them ask, like telling us to go take a nap. <laughs> so I remember going and laying down so Santa could come and hearing the garage door and being like, suspicious <laughs> don't be suspicious that, don't be that suspicious. is not how santa enters a house <laughs> <laughs> okay You're like where did santa get the garage code hmm, hmm, hmm. so then my next clue because then i'm like oh, this is weird first of all why are we celebrating this now like i understand work but like this santa doesn't even work like this so then the second clue was the handwriting on the note yeah from uh-huh Santa was um, so clearly my dad's handwriting. It was like, <laughs> like you didn't even you try to like, you didn't even try, dad. Yeah. So, um, so that was two. And then the wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. wrapping paper we had. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, this doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, this is bullshit. Yep. <laughs> and being annoyed and being irritated by the whole thing and frustrated because I was like, I was one of those kids that was like, you lied to me. Yeah. Jerks. Really? So, um, also because I kept like saying like, I don't, I I asked them, you know, and they like, cause what, what else are you supposed to do? Especially in the eighties? Like you do not tell your kids that Santa is not real. Right. So, um, they have to figure it out on their own. So they had to like say, Oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I was super irritated. And then I just remember the next year being like, this is bullshit. But you had a younger sibling. I had a younger sibling, so I didn't. So you kind of had to. I, yeah, I played the game, but it was one of those like things in my head. I was like, <sighs> I am clearly an investigator. <laughs> like, <laughs> so good at this job. Do you remember how old you were? That's what I mean. I don't like. I have to ask my mom when she worked at that uh, oh, okay. mall. Yeah. I, I like I said, it. I was not old. I was not like I was like you know, in middle school or like upper. I wasn't even upper elementary. It yeah. was like. 
as with everything else, I was like, figured it out way early. Right, right. Um, just because I was skeptical of a lot. <laughs> and I was very much a realist. And these things did not make sense to me. Yeah. Imagine like someone like me with this personality trying to believe some of this shit the Catholic Church told me. I was like, <laughs> hold the front door. <laughs> I was not, I was not like... <laughs> I was not the favorite in CCD class because I was like, oh, let me hear some question. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done if I was raised Catholic because I was raised Baptist. So it was like so different. I Is just it? remember going to the rules are different, maybe. Well, we didn't we didn't have CCD like we didn't have classes. You know oh, what I mean? Like we didn't have that yeah. stuff. We just had like Sunday school and church and Wednesday nights and whatever. Yeah. So like it was different. It wasn't like a like school and learning things that way. Yeah. You still had your Bible study though. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I didn't start questioning until I got to college and I had this amazing professor who was like, question everything. And you're like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. But she was great. Cause she was like, let's talk about, and then she'd pull up a, a verse and she's like, let's just really, let's dig into this. Yeah. And, and so she was like, does this sound like, and, and she wasn't, you know, trying to discount it because she was actually a practicing Christian and mm -hmm. the church that I, or the church, the college that I went to is a disciples of Christ college. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but All it right. wasn't like a huge, like you didn't have to be a part of that religion yeah. or anything to, to go to the, to go to school there. Yeah. But, uh, there was a church on campus and everything and she was a believer in that, but yeah, she just, but she was the first person to get me to say like, okay, I, it's a, it's okay to question my religion it's okay to ask questions it's okay to think about things in a different way and not be like this is how it was and this is you know yeah <clears throat> meanwhile on the other end of things i am becoming a uh, born again evangelical christian reading the concordance so it's called a concordance i don't know it's like a big black book and you like can like look up um verses and then like Cross-reference. Cross-reference. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I did in my spare In your time. college years. And I'm only remembering all this because I'm writing about it right now. So trauma. Mm. But um, <clears throat> Lily said something really interesting, and it was my favorite. Uh, just for full disclosure, I still am, like, completely down with Jesus. Like, yes. I'll love him, hate the institution. Um, Same. But also believe that other things are right as well. Yeah. Period. She said to me, she said, um, so I was like, what? she's like, I know you hate when I reference TikTok, but, and I was like, it's all right. You know, I'm trying not to be that old crotchety mom. That's like <laughs> TikTok is not real research, <clears throat> but she said, um, it seems to me, <laughs> it seems to me that Jesus was a rebel. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. He was absolutely. Yeah. She was like. He liked the prostitutes. And I was like, yes, he did. Yeah. He didn't, you know, and who did he not like? He didn't like the rich people. He didn't like, you know, the, whatever. Right. And I just thank God if the simplicity of like God loves you and Jesus was a rebel who loved the freaking like least of these. Yes. Could be all we believe and that's it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? It like, would. But anyways, so that's like all over the place with my, I don't even know how. Oh, I, yes. About being able to believe some of the nonsensical things of my Catholic upbringing. Yeah. I was like, hmm. So you mm -hmm. believed in Santa? No. Ever? Never. That I can remember. Now, I'm sure when I was like two or three or whatever, I'm sure I did. 
Do you think it's because your sisters were so much older? No, because they didn't brother? even live with us, oh, really. Okay. I mean, so they were junior and senior in high school when I was born. Yeah. So, you know, by the time I was old enough to, like, understand Christmas, yeah. they weren't living with us anymore. My brother was um, 10 years older than me, so, you know, there was a big difference there. Sure. But he was all about, like, playing along. He never told me. Nobody ever told me. I So you, were, just, you came out of the womb, skeptical Sarah. <laughs> Because if that's true, I just know now how much I love you even more. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because like I think back and I think, my God, I was a really freaking skeptical kid because there were, you know, Santa being one of the biggest ones. Same thing with you. Handwriting on the tags yeah. of the gifts. I was like, that's clearly my mother's handwriting. Yes. Um, uh, my dad would like stand at the bottom of the steps. My dad was a little kid when it came to Christmas, like a child. Aww. Like he would wake up at like four o'clock in the morning. He couldn't sleep. Oh. He'd get out the video camera and he'd go around. And he'd be like, who's going to be the Grinch this year? And like be all like he was into it. So he would stand at the bottom of the steps and he had these sleigh bells that he would jingle. And then he would do the ho, ho, ho. And I was like, <laughs> that is clearly my father's voice. <laughs> so my dad was in radio, as I've said multiple times. He had a very distinct radio yeah, voice. Yeah. So it's like, you can't do that, dad. Like you sound, yeah. it's you. And so I just never, and I don't know if it was just because of, for lack of trying, like they tried, they tried. But I just was like, yeah, guys, I, I don't ever remember. I never remember being like, oh, Santa came. Or I have to ask Santa for this. I don't ever oh, remember. I did being have. Like I that. had a few years like that. Wow. Um, honestly, like I. And that's terrible. It's not I, terrible. No, it just makes me wish I had met your dad. But I just wish we were. I know. <laughs> he sounds I, so fun. He was so fun. So fun. Um, and and very like yeah. That makes you, me wonder about my kids though. Do you think our kids are? I don't want to get into it. Like, but I'm just wonder. Do our kids believe in it, or are they believing in what we're? trying to sell them my kids never I don't sell it very hard yeah maybe I guess I'm getting into what I do yeah I don't sell it very hard I don't think that either one of my children has ever seen Santa in person at the mall or anything like that my kids have (laughs) Willow's always been skeptical she's always looking at them like when she was like a baby but I I think a lot of babies do that yeah she was looking at them she's like who the hell are you I also think that (laughs) that's an easy one to get around these are Santa's helpers this isn't the real Santa yep yep. um but you know I think I think when Lily was like around two three four she was adorable about it yeah of course Avery's like "Mm." (laughs) uh I mean, he only likes to say, like, that Santa has, like, uh, endless money. Therefore, how could I possibly say that he can't get all the blow-ups, especially the 12-foot blow-up? His answer to, I said, it's like 100 and 200 bucks or something like that. But is it a blow-up of what? He is doesn't Santa care. He just or is really, it really, he really wants a 12-foot blow-up. Oh, he doesn't care what it is. Now, mind you, the- we're hiding our blow-ups on the deck because the HOA will cut us off. <laughs> And fine us. So I'm like, what are we going to do with a 12 foot blow up? Avery Duke. You don't hide that very well. You don't hide that. Very That's well. going in the living room. Yeah, exactly. God help me. I'm going to tell like, you. I can put it in my room. Do you want to know what his Santa gift is? Because I told him his mother wouldn't buy it for him. What is it? It is an animatronic for Halloween from the spirit store. Oh my God. The um, scream guy. Ew. Six feet tall. He goes. And he comes behind the, I'm doing it like you like, can't see me. He, he like sneaks out behind the uh, wall and like does something to scare you. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, so he's like those kids. Have you seen the like reels and TikToks of the little kid? There's this little boy that like his favorite person was Michael Myers. And so for his birthday, like Michael Myers came to his birthday party and he ran to him and he picked him up and hugged him. And he's like so excited that Michael Myers is at his birthday party. That's Avery. That's Avery. He's (laughs) such an odd bird. He he would. These people were trying to scare kids on Halloween at trick or treat. And he was like, nope. He like went up and he said, hi, he knows all their names. And he was like, hi, Mr. Cage Man. That's not his name. But he's yeah. like, and and then the one like, like little girl that eats her arm. What? He was oh like, God, oh, what? are you OK? You're not working. And he's like trying <laughs> to get her to work. <laughs> and he loves, loves, loves. Um, oh, my gosh. It's a new scary guy. He. Oh, God. I'll think of it and tell you guys later. But he he loves all of them. He thinks Chucky's great. He thinks like he just he thinks that they're all his friends and he understands they're not real. So he just like he's mesmerized by the movement. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Here's a murderous animatronic. Like what the actual hell? I mean, and I'm blaming Santa. Yeah, yeah exactly. You'd be like, mom did not get this for you. Santa clearly got this see, for see, you. So I'm going to believe in Santa when it works for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Sarah. Yes, Amy. <laughs> I have also been indulging in Christmas movies. Oh, I know. I and love And I don't normally do that, but I have been on a mission so I ever since we decided, listen, we're bringing pop vultures back. I can't wait. I'm so excited. So that's, I missed it so much. I miss it so much. And it's coming back with a special holiday edition of holiday movies. And we are coming back at, at the episode with five top five, right? Top yep. five movies. And I have this very uh, well, I just know because this is going to be one time where we all disagree. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. So, OK. All right. I have been rewatching all of them yeah. that I consider possibilities to see what I think. And so Lily's been joining me because she doesn't normally do that, but she's like, I'll join you on this little adventure. Yeah. And the other day we were like looking at each other and we're like, these movies are really bad. <laughs> like really, really bad. And the only reason that they're good and what the only reason they've ever gotten like any sort of leverage is because they're a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like They're bad. OK. So are we talking like Hallmark Christmas no, movies? You're no, talking no. about classic I'm Christmas movies. I'm talking class and, and classic to Amy, by the way. OK. I can't wait to hear them. So I'm going to have honorable mentions because I can't decide. <laughs> so I'll have a top five with honorable mentions. But we're, even the best of the best is still... M- well, first of all, some of them are, are older, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they didn't hold up necessarily. But even the best of the best has some massive holes. Oh, my in gosh. In their plot structure. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't even, like, figure out what happened to, you know, whatever. Like, whoever that was. Like, you know. And so, anyways, it has been a real, it's been, that's what I've been kind of doing as my self-care in yeah. all of this vomiting oh my god <laughs> okay so pain question in my, pain in my body if your top five are that bizarre i was thinking we could like venn diagram our the four of us and see where we overlap but are yours even going to overlap i think maybe one. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> just 
this one. And I'm only saying this because I know Mike so well. Yeah. That I he doesn't have to tell me I have a feeling I already know his five. Yeah. And I also like there's a lot of like disagreement as to what movies are Christmas movies, which ones are not and all of these things. I'm so. guessing he, Die Hard is a Christmas movie for him. It, it is. Okay. It is. Of course it is. There's like, yeah, there's that. There's that whole, I mean, there's a whole like, I was, so then I went down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and I was like watching people who think it is and people who think it isn't. Yeah. And yeah. Again, terrible movie. I've never seen it. I just watched it last year for the first time with him. Yeah. And Lily wants to watch it now because she's like obsessed with this idea. Is it a Christmas movie or not? Yes. Now, so now I need to watch it. You to do. Yeah. And so I am very excited for us to record that. That'll be out the week of um, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. So you can hear what we have to say and maybe check out some new ones or some old ones, depending upon what you hear. I'm excited for it. It's going to be really fun. It's yes. going to be a fun episode. So make sure you go over and like, follow everything about Pop Vultures on Instagram and on Spotify and Apple Music and wherever, wherever you, you listen. listen. <laughs> Ooh, that was nice unison. Was stereo. So we are excited to bring that to you. We are excited to have dropped this uh, Reality Bites that was about all things and nothing all at once. <laughs> that's, our, that's my favorite. I, I hope it you guys enjoy favorite. it. We hope you enjoy it too. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. I knew as soon as I said it that you would. I feel like you're out to always like keep my mishaps in there. It's just they're funny and it's, it's fun. Good. It's good. And you it said, just shows you we're said real. I hope you enjoy it, and I said I hope we okay. you enjoy it too. <laughs> I don't know. I think listen, it was an appropriate listen, response. We both want to make sure that we're not talking into the void, <laughs> and no one's listening. So if you hate it, just tell us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we'll probably still do it because it's our show. <sighs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> it's cathartic. I hope it's cathartic for y'all and not just for us. And hopefully no one's offended by, I don't, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You gotta admit the USA thing was funny. It's funny. It is. I don't see how that's offensive. But I'm just an inappropriate person. (laughs) Girl, same. That's why we're BFFs. I know. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We love you. We love you. Have a great week. Well, actually, we'll talk to you real soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualifiedtherapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Until next week, warrior, hold on. We're gonna make it. Say it now, say it proud, shout it out, make it where we go.